You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, February 14th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Rising interest rates may jolt the city out of a plan to borrow money from the feds to repair the Green Lake Dam. Those repairs will move forward nevertheless. How to pay for them is a question the Assembly will consider tonight. The Assembly approved borrowing up to $4 million from the U.S. Department of Agriculture back in 2020 when interest rates were at 1.9 percent. But the city's electric utility director, Scott Elder, and finance director, Melissa Haley, say staff only recently learned the low rate wasn't locked in. The city's application was approved in July of 2021, but the process of drawing up contracts with the feds was slow. When they finalized the agreement in December of last year, interest rates had risen to just over 3.5%, which would nearly double the interest expense from $1.3 to $2.5 million over a 30-year loan period. A memo from Haley and Elder outlines the pros and cons of borrowing from USDA. The city would free up working capital, and the process of borrowing from USDA would be cheaper than bonding. And it would be easier to secure more federal loans for the city's electric fund moving in the future. But it also means meeting additional federal requirements, which increases the staff time and cost. In other business, the Assembly will decide on final reading whether to donate $25,000 to the Alaska Trollers Association's Legal Defense Fund. It will consider a $92,000 appropriation to bolster the budget for the Parks and Recreation Office. And it will consider whether to extend property and utility tax exemptions for the Sitka Historical Society's Museum at Harrigan Centennial Hall. The Sitka Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. The Sitka School Board is hoping public pressure will push the legislature to increase school funding in Alaska, or else the district could face potentially drastic cuts. The school board met in a work session last Thursday to hear an overview of the budget for the next school year, and the numbers aren't pretty. Superintendent Frank Hauser warned board members that cuts are coming. Uh, we are projecting if we uh, do not see any um, relief in the uh, form of a new base student allocation, or I should say an increase to the base student allocation, we are projecting that we will have to have some budget reductions, which could include increased pupil-teacher ratio, reduction in staff, and potential reductions in programs. Um, and those will be needed to really balance uh, the budget uh, for the deficit uh, that we're looking at right here. Hauser has previously reminded the board that the Sitka School District is in no way in a unique position. Districts across the state are looking at deficits, and the blame is most often placed on the failure of the state to keep up with increasing costs. There is a bill in the Alaska legislature to increase state funding by $1,000 per pupil. Hauser said that if it passed, it would cover Sitka's nearly $3 million deficit and then some. It's important to know that there is some conversations happening in the legislature right now around a base student allocation increase. If there is a base student allocation increase, that will have a positive uh, impact on the district. Currently right now with a $2.79 million deficit, it would require a base student allocation increase of um, just under $900 to essentially break even and potentially even put a few thousand dollars in in the bank account. As it's only February, no one is expecting quick action from the legislature. Sitka High math teacher Ryan Myers is the father of student board member Felix Myers. The pair were among those who attended a fly-in last weekend to lobby the legislature on behalf of schools. Ryan Myers told the board that the legislature would only act if there was significant public pressure. 
there is absolutely no guarantee of a raise in the base student allocation. There are people that want that, and there are plenty of people that don't. And there are people that want it at $1,000, people that want it at 1500 and there's people that want it at 250 And if we're counting on having teachers and programs in a school district that functions, that's not a want. That's a need. And I'm just stating for the public record that... We need to be putting pressure on our legislators. We need to be writing them. We need to be putting things in the newspaper. We need to spread the word far and wide that this is not a small problem. If, if we have to pink slip 10 to 20 teachers and, and people in this school district because we need to balance a budget and we just hope that they're going to stick around and wait for us to decide we can pay them, uh, that's, that's a dangerous game to play. The Sitka School Board often begins the budget process in the hole and is forced to consider cuts that often it's spared from making thanks to 11th hour infusion of cash from federal or state sources. Board member Todd Gebler doesn't see a rescue coming this year. He urged the public to start contacting legislators. Without proper funding, school board members are going to be cutting programs and cutting teachers and cutting Everything, all, there's no more low-hanging fruit to cut. The Sitka School Board will hold its next budget work session on March 9th in Harrigan Centennial Hall. The budget for the next school year is scheduled to be finalized and adopted on April 20th. After a month's-long wait, thousands of Alaskans have gotten their food stamps, but thousands more are still waiting. The state says it's making progress but admits it's skipping some federal requirements to do that. Claire Strempel reports for KTOO. Mary Ruth Moore of Soldatna has been waiting on her food stamps since she reapplied for herself and her four children in October. In a way, I feel like I've kind of become a scientist in the kitchen, trying to, you know, make things go further. Since then, she's been watering down crockpot meals to stretch the food she has. So what that's boiled down to is less vegetables, um, less fruits, and especially the, you know, fresh ones. The state's food stamp backlog began in August with a flood of 8,000 applications after the pandemic health emergency lapsed. State officials say the Division of Public Assistance is working through the backlog faster now, but Alaskans say that months of going without have left them with debt and fears for the future. More is still waiting. It's a very powerless feeling um, to know that the situation you're in is so dependent, but there's no one to reach out to. There doesn't seem to be any accountability. Moore says she's been relying on credit cards to get through. She says she worries about how she'll pay them off and knows thousands of other people are going through the same thing. Moore connected with Alaska Legal Services, the state's largest provider of civil aid, and filed a case last week. Alaska Legal Services Advocacy Director Lee Dickey says they file 20 to 30 new cases a day, and it's not slowing down. No. It's just booming. It, no, it hasn't tapered at all. She says they had 200 complaints last month, and they're taking on more pro bono lawyers to help handle the workload. They help Alaskans who've been waiting too long file a case with the state and get their benefits. It is January 24th, 2023. This is the first Health and Social Services Committee from the Senate. At legislative briefings in late January, leaders from the Department of Health blamed the backlog on its technology and the effects of a cyber attack on the department in May of 2021. Deputy Commissioner Emily Ricci said the department has finished issuing food stamps to people who applied in September and is working on October applications. 
the team is currently working through October recertifications and saw the number of recertifications being processed daily increase substantially last week, which is positive. Eligibility workers who spoke with KTOO say chronic understaffing is behind the slowdowns. But they did agree they have been working faster. They say it's because leadership directed them to skip mandatory federal processing requirements. Deb Etheridge, the new director of the state's Division of Public Assistance, says the department is doing everything it can to get people their benefits. We're, we're taking all measures that we can to expedite this food stamp recertification process. Skipping some verifications has risks, both to recipients and to the state. If people get larger benefits than they should, they'll have to reimburse the government later. And Etheridge acknowledges the state could get fined by the federal government. But she says they aren't hiding shortcuts from the federal government. We are talking with our federal partners and engaged with them, and they're aware of steps that we're taking, and there may be some sanctions, uh, uh, perhaps, but uh, it's nothing that we're doing without full awareness and transparency. Department of Health doesn't say understaffing is a root cause of its backlog, but it recently made more than 50 hires. Etheridge says they're also contracting with new workers to answer phones and fix the computer problems they say are behind the slowdown. But she says her larger goal is to build a department that won't experience this kind of backlog again. Ideally, it's uh, a one-touch processing for all applications, which means that individuals who are applying for benefits can call or they can apply online and they can get um, immediate feedback Natalie Richards of Soldatna had her benefits restored in January, after five months of waiting. She says the experience left her with credit card debt and nagging fears that it could happen again. It's really frightening to live that way, thinking that your basic needs of food and shelter aren't going to be met. She says state services are failing the most vulnerable Alaskans. She says people need better from state leaders. They, they still go home and eat their dinner, you know. I mean, what about what about the people they were responsible and to look out for? She says she's grateful the state paid her benefits for all the months she was waiting, but she doesn't feel like the trial is over. She says she's using the money sparingly, just in case something like this happens again. Reporting in Juno, I'm Claire Strempel. Taking a look at the community calendar. Sprouts, a free preschool program for children aged 3 to 5 and their caregivers, is at 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays at the Sitka Sound Science Center. For more information, you can call 747-8878. Sitka Parks and Recreation Committee meets at noon today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Recovery Dharma, an approach to recovery based on Buddhist principles, meets at 6 p.m. Tuesdays at Yoga Union. The peer-led, non-theistic group welcomes all who wish to pursue recovery from any addiction, including process addictions and codependence. For more information, email rdsitka at gmail.com or visit recoverydharma.org. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.